0: The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation.
1: Good morning, Hoop Ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS Today. This is your January 9th, 2021 edition on Saturday, and I am Santino and I will be your host tonight, and I am joined with the awesome Aaron Asmus. Aaron, how are you doing tonight? Triple am doing good.
0: Uh, this, this week has just been an absolute nightmare with um, trying to predict late news. It seems like every major decision point was at the 7 o'clock game, so trying to sift through everything and— I don't envy the guys who were on content this week because it was kind of a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, there has been a
1: lot of lot of news, a lot of late-breaking news. Uh, probably was the biggest one this week was Paul George, after lineups locked, randomly got rested, or not rested, I guess. He was listed out with an ankle injury. That was probably the biggest one that was just out of nowhere. He, he wasn't on the injury yeah. report all day, and it just came out of nowhere after lock. So that was kind of obnoxious. Uh, But yeah, you're right. There's a lot of shaking news lately. And uh, before we get into that, we're not even going to get into the showdown slate. We're just going to pass that and go right to the other thing and say, uh, Philadelphia, we don't know exactly what's going on there. We just know Curry and Embiid, at the very least, are out. We don't know who else is going to be out. That's something that you definitely have to keep an eye on. And Denver played Dallas, who also had someone uh, test positive for COVID today. So we don't know what's going to happen with them. And we're just gonna leave that alone. Spend some time there. Uh, if you're on our Discord or or whatnot, you can ask us questions when we get more information. But at this time, it's just kind of just shooting shots in the dark. <laughs> and whatever we say, even an hour from now uh, uh, after we're done recording, it might might change because uh, that that's
0: what it happens in in scenarios like this. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's just. We can go through every little scenario, but when there's four to five guys potentially where, who might be out, it kind of just ends up being a waste of time. So the best advice you yeah. can give is uh, get in the Discord and be ready for the news if you want to play that showdown slate or the all-day slate. And luckily, luckily it's a showdown slate when we
1: have a seven-game main slate. So uh, I, I wouldn't expect too too, much, too, too many lineups or too, too much exposure to that showdown when you have a, a nice seven-gamer. Uh,
0: bu- exactly mm-hmm.
1: yeah and before we get into it man uh i do want to shout out you man uh, where can everybody find you on twitter
0: yeah i'm um, at asmus sports on twitter a-s-m-u-s-s-p-o-r-t-s awesome
1: uh and just to let you guys know before another thing before we get into it and i talked to you about my friends over at my bookie uh uh, here at the DFS division on, of football, we are all recruiting. We are looking for more people to help out, uh, whether it's behind the scenes, whether it's uh, more articles, whether it's uh, Discord stuff, getting on podcasts. Whatever the case, we're looking for people. We're looking for contributors. So if you think you got what it takes and you want to uh, join the team, uh, please reach out to myself on Twitter, at Santino Cocon. Uh, reach out to Mike, at Mike Apatria. Reach out to Dan, at Dan Bespris. Uh, if you haven't noticed, we have a very vanilla plain Twitter names over here. Uh, Aaron Aaron <laughs> Asmus Sports is a good one there, but the the other three of us are very uh, <laughs> just our name with the at sign in front. Yeah,
0: it, we're man. looking
1: for more. Yeah, and we're looking for more people. Eventually, we we'll want to expand it. I know people like Fanduel. We want to expand it into into both. Uh, but right now, we're sticking to DraftKings, and we're also sticking with my bookie and. If you guys haven 't heard us talk about it already i don 't know what you 're listening to, uh, but ever since I started this podcast, people I do get a lot of people ask me where, where do you bet? Where do you get your tips? Uh, where do you get your lines and stuff? I say my bookie and and they, they are awesome I, I just played in the casino earlier today, um, but they 're the only place I trust to handle my nBA related bets, and the one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines for the national championship college football game in a couple nights, guys, just on this coming Monday. On, or every NFL playoff game, which is coming today. Uh, you know me, and if you know, I don't give my stamp of approval easily. So you got to earn it. And um, my bookie is the best sports book out there, in my opinion. Period. It's simple: sign up, enter the promo code hoopball. That's H O O P B A L L, and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks. So head on over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to your sports and uh, the games you love to bet on. So bet with the best guys. Bet with my bookie. And let's get right into this nice seven-game slate, Aaron. Uh, with the first game we got here is a 7 p.m. start. We have f- three at 7, uh, two at 8, one at 8.30, and then we just got a loan later at 10 o'clock all by itself that we can watch uh, if you're still up. I know you're, you'll be up on the West Coast. I'll oh, see yeah. what I'm doing <laughs> at yeah. 10 um, But this first game is Atlanta at Charlotte, a rematch, which we continue to see on a daily basis pretty much. Uh, this spread, and by the way, there's only four spreads for this eight-game slate or seven-game slate in in Denver, Philly, if you want to count all, because uh, there are back-to-backs. Denver, Philly, no one knows what's going on there with the COVID situation, and there are three back-to-backs. So we only have four current um, spreads, and this is one of them. Charlotte is plus four home dogs, and the over-under on this one is uh, 210, or 220, my bad. Um, so sticking with that Aaron let's start with Atlanta we saw Trey Young put up a dud we saw John Collins be a little better and we saw John Collins and Trey Young apparently having friction there uh, what do you make of that situation and what do you make of this these guys going into this game
0: yeah i mean this is i think right off the right off the bat here i, I think this is a game we want to heavily target uh, both these teams are not very good defensively at all Um, the Hornets have kind of proven me right from what I've been saying all season where their offense actually looks pretty good, but they can't stop anybody. Uh, mellow ball is just going absolutely nuts. Um, so they're, they're kind of a competitive team. They're kind of one of those sneaky teams where I don't think they're exactly good, but they're good enough to put up enough points to, for teams attacking them that you actually want to target, target, uh, against the Hornets. Um, and in terms of the beef, I did see that, you know, it's going to be one of those things where, um, the Hawks, they drafted, you know, a young big man with the sixth pick, uh, they committed to Clint Capella after they traded him, traded for him, they just spent a bunch of money on Gallinari, uh, and they didn't extend John Collins, so, and, uh, this is just Trey's team, it's just the way it's going to be, and, you know, Trey's going to win that battle every time, so... I don't know if there's going to be any fallout from it, but you know the Hawks are set up pretty well if they want to get if they want to move on from Collins and get some assets for him. Uh We'll see. But in terms of this matchup, ninety four hundred for Trey, I think that's a that's at a pretty significant discount from what we've been getting him at. You know, he started the year getting up to over ten k for a couple of those matchups, and this is yeah. I mean, I I don't really care about the dud. Um, just go right back to him. The Hornets do not have any sort of wing defenders uh, to match him, and I think we can expect pretty close to full run here. So, give me a lot of Trey Young, John Collins, seventy five hundred. It's just a tough price tag for me. Um, him and Capella. You know, the time to buy Capella was two or three games ago when he was fifty two hundred, you know, fifty five hundred, fifty two hundred around that range uh 7k it's a great matchup i'd i understand maybe in tournaments if you want to go there uh maybe build a game correlation something along those lines but for cash games capella and collins are out for me
1: yeah and i'm i'm with you there we were one for one uh trey young 9400 i know he only took a few shots last game he took nine he made two he had seven points i think it was just a you don't think I, I know what I'm doing and you don't want me to run the offense. Let's see what happens. They only scored 94 points with him taking nine shots, uh, not yeah. being assertive. I think he goes back to what he has been doing and what's, what was working for this team. And uh, at 9,400, you're right. You're getting a slight discount. Then you got the last game and you're getting nearly a thousand dollar discount. than you were getting a couple games ago. So uh, I like him at that price tag and same as, as exactly what you said with Collins and Capella. Capella, now that he's up to seven k, there's not a lot of room for upside. Nope. When he was when he was under six k and around six k, I liked it, but now it's he's teetering on um he, his upside right there being capped at at seven k. And John Collins has been too inconsistent for me to want to pay seventy five. Uh, it's just I, I know yeah he has the upside to get higher than that, but he hasn't. He, I think he's only topped his value twice at this, at this price. So I'm okay with passing on him again. Um, if I had to look at anybody else, the one guy who's been playing really well lately is, uh, Kevin Weirder. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust him too, too much, but in a GPP, I don't, I think he's a, a solid guy at 5.2. Uh, but I think it's just, like you said, Trey young and everybody else is secondary at this level.
0: Um, yeah. This, the Atlanta wings, I just never really know how to break them down. Um, they're you know, Bogdan all of a, all of a sudden Bogdanovich has only been nineteen and eighteen minutes the last couple of yep. games and his, his role has just uh, decreased by quite a bit while Huerta has been ascending and, and then Reddish and Hunter have kind of been in, in that thirty minute range the whole season. So I mean I don't I don't know. I honestly don't know. This yeah.
1: um and I think Hunter's pretty safe, too, as yeah. more of a cash game guy. Not, not too much upside, but if you're spending 59, he's been regularly getting 30 points, and he's averaging just a shade under 31 fantasy points. Uh, so like you said, it's usually, for me, it's hit or miss on this, these wings, and I try and stay away from them. But I think Hunter's the safest. Weirder has a little bit upside at that tag. And um, on any given night, it, it could be anyone else.
0: Yeah, I mean it's I I don't I wish I had a better answer, but you know maybe <laughs> if you're you know cycle these guys in in game stacks and kind of just take the price point with the rest of your lineup, you know maybe you can use these guys as a last piece. So if you need a fifty two hundred dollar piece, you can plug in Quarter. If you have a little more money, plug in Hunter. Uh, if you need a cheaper punt, plug in Reddish. Kind of a deal. I like um,
1: it. Yeah. And uh, I did mess up the total on this one. I said 220. It's 227. Uh, brain fart That sounds there. better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little brain fart there. I think I said 210 at first. Was like, no, 220. Two brain farts. Uh, but let's go on to the Charlotte side. We see Lamelo Ball creeping up again. Now he's around 67. And we have Gordon Hayward rightfully priced at 82. Uh, finally, last game, he got over the 8K mark when I was, I've been hammering that home. Like, this guy should not be this cheap. Uh, but we have those two guys and everybody else Terry Rosier is coming back down to earth at 62. Then there's everybody else there. Uh PJ Washington's almost at six. But who do you like on this squad going up against this fast-paced Atlanta squad?
0: Yeah, I mean, Melo, I don't let me double check real quick. But he was almost at a triple-double tonight. Yeah, he was flirting against with the triple-double. His big brother. <laughs> um I mean, he the dude is just dominating in in limited minutes. Um I, I don't know how much longer they can kind of keep him you know, around this 23 to 25 minute range. Um, Maybe, maybe because it was just, I I don't know, but this, this is about pretty close to the matchup you want Melo in where you're going to get a fast paced game. uh, You're going to get a lot of possessions and, you know, he's going to be a big reason for that pace getting pushed. So I I love Melo here at 6,700. I think he's going to be a really, really popular cash game building block piece. Um and I again I wouldn't be surprised if you know we see him starting over Devontae Graham or Terry Rozier. And I it's it's just kind of an ideal spot. Uh this is this is where you want to target Mello in these kind of games. Um going down from that, PJ Washington is kinda of, again my favorite, one of my favorite players this season, just to see him ascend. And he he just does everything on the floor. Um I these are the kind of spots where you know he could see some run at the five if John Collins ends up at the five a little bit during this game. And he's been getting a lot of run at the five just with the way the Hornets are configured right now. So uh, PJ Washington still extremely reasonable, fifty nine hundred and Mellow Ball is sixty
1: seven hundred. Yeah, and and um I'm kinda with you. I think is pretty good price. Uh, pretty good value right now, but at 67, he's starting to creep up. I wouldn't take a chance on him too much in GPP. He's safer in cash, I think. Uh, but yeah. at 67, he's starting to creep up to where I'm like, eh, you're getting into the territory that there's a lot of other guys that are uh, more, a lot safer as well in here. So uh, I think he's more of a GPP type or no cash type of play, but I don't know how too safe he is, just because there's our, our other options, but he's playing great, and this is a good matchup for him, uh, so I don't mind getting more exposure to him here. Um, I, I don't mind the P.J. Washington call. He hasn't been as productive as I was I would like lately, um, but this is a decent matchup for him. I think him and John Collins are similar, so I don't know if I'm going to target him too much, uh, but I think for me, it's, it's mainly LaMelo, uh, and I wanted to play Gordon Hayward again, but now he's rightfully priced, so I think I'm gonna look elsewhere uh, but i don't I also don't mind if you're stuck and you and you go gordon Hayworth's way uh
0: this guy's just rock solid yeah I mean it's eighty two hundred that's priced really efficiently um you know it's you're you're it's definitely getting to the point where it's he's gotta play his full run he's gotta be just about perfect for him to pay off that tag but I mean, he, the dude has just had some monster, monster usage performances uh, these last few games and kind of the whole season. You know, he, he looks a lot. He looks close to his Utah form, which mm-hmm. is which is pretty cool to see. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I think he's probably more of a cash play, honestly, than tournaments. Uh, I don't know. If, I think the floor is pretty good, uh, pretty dependable floor here. But uh, you're you're kind of pushing it if you're expecting upside at eighty two hundred.
1: And I think in, we're going to jump on to the next game. If if I had to pick between uh, him and the guy on Phoenix, Devin Booker, I'd rather go Gordon Hayward in this one just because I, I feel a lot safer with him. Uh, but we're going to jump to the next game. Uh, this has a spread as well. This over-under is 217, and the Pacers are three-point uh, favorites in this one. They are giving three to the Phoenix Suns, and uh, this game starts at seven also. So we're we're on the Phoenix side here. I just mentioned – I I would rather take Gordon Hayward over uh Booker with the $300 or the extra $300 there. Um a lot of things that I always I keep seeing when I get to this particular team. I think this is a very good basketball team. I think they're winning a lot of games. Uh but every time I see their price tags, I think they're very efficiently priced. They're they're more they're playing as a a unit, a solid yeah. solid unit where there's no one no one guy doing everything. They have a lot of guys pitching in here. And night yep. in, night out, I see these price tags and I say, um, I don't see the ROI that I want. I don't see the return on return on in investment that I uh that I want here. So I'm going to usually pass. I'll give a look at two people here, um or one person here in particular in, in campaign. I think 39 is cheaper uh and and dario Saric, if you're looking for those cheap type of plays if you think this is going to be uh more of a Saric game because this is a bigger opponent you might have to play more minutes than uh possibly uh cam johnson in this one and be the direct backup to jay crowder uh, because they are going up against a massive front court so maybe i look at that and campaign it's been pretty solid there's a lot of Multiple guard lineups in Indiana three guard, three guard lineups. They start with pretty much uh, So he might get a, a couple of minutes extra here in this one as well uh, But any everybody higher than that It's just these guys are playing great as a unit and no one's sticking out for their price tag So I usually pass on them
0: Yeah, couldn't have said it better uh, These guys are there's they haven't really shown they haven't shown the ceiling all season uh Chris Paul, the last couple of slates have, has really popped well in projections, but he's just kinda of, I mean, I couldn't have said it better. This this team is just playing really great team basketball. Uh they're a fairly deep team and they're kind of just all sharing the usage, sharing the love. So uh, hey, I'm perfectly whatever, fine with passing.
1: Whatever's getting you W's and that's what they wanna get. They wanna get into the playoffs. Yeah. So and I know they lost in overtime to Detroit, but uh still, <laughs> but yeah, let's jump. I'll jump on to the Indiana side. It's who's kind of getting in a similar territory now, but they do have a lot more upside. That's the difference. They're very fairly priced. Everybody's priced accordingly, but they have the higher upside of, uh, the Phoenix suns. And you're looking at a guy like Demonis Sabonis. he's going to have a very good matchup at 91. I think there are other options around there too. Um, but he, he is one of the, the guys I like. But though saying that, if, I, if, if it's strictly dollar for dollar, I'd rather just go Trey Young at 300 more. Uh, but if we're looking at center options, he, he's in play there, though there are a couple other people that are also in play. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, this guy's playing out of his mind right now, and he keeps climbing up and climbing up and climbing up in price. But the last three games... Over 50 points in uh, over 50 DK points. He's taken 25, 18, and 18 shots. Um, (laughs) He's made 15 threes in three games, so five threes a game. He's just on fire right now. So I don't mind looking at him. I think this is a very tough matchup for him. the, The Suns, the Suns are one of the better defensive teams right now, and they are also dead last in pace, pace of play, dead last. So. I downgrade a lot of guys on this Indiana team. I'm probably not going to have too much exposure to this game in general because uh, yeah. it is one of the lowest of the of the spreads that we have. It's the second lowest uh, over under, and the other one that we have is Dallas because we don't know who's exactly missing in Orlando because they're just banged up. Um, but this one I'm not going to have too much exposure on. But if I was going to look at somebody in particular, probably go again bargain bin hunting with uh, Justin Holiday, just knowing that this guy's going to play. A little over, a shade over 30 minutes, if not, and at 4,500, he's bringing back value in the last three games, and I expect him to bring more value back in in a fourth straight game.
0: Yeah, I, you know, Sabonis and Brogdon, they were two guys we were really targeting earlier in the year, saying they were just underpriced, undervalued, you know, just underrepresented. Uh, They're now more than, more than efficiently priced at 9,100 and 8,400, respectively, uh, I think you can still get a little meat off the bone at 7K for Oladipo. Just he's just been rock solid the last six mm-hmm. games: 36, 36, 37, 34, in 34 minutes. Uh, it's exactly what you want to see. Um, you know, this is, and he hasn't been shooting great either. You know, he has a three for 16, uh, a six for 20, a five for 14. So, and he's still getting you over 32 or 33 fantasy points. So if you had to look at a play, I'd probably look at Oladipo just because I, I think he probably ends up closer to 8K by the end of the season if you know the, the trends continue here and just the way this indie team is built without TJ Warren. But overall, this is, isn't really a great game environment. Everyone's kind of priced efficiently. Uh, I think we can. I think we can attack better spots.
1: Yeah. And I like Oladipo. I'm not huge on him in this particular matchup against Bridges. I think his length is going to cause him slight problems. But yeah, I think that seven price tag, I think you're right. You can still get a little bit of meat on the bone there as well. Um, But let's jump on over to this next one. Game three already, Miami against Washington on the second night of a back to back uh, for these guys. So let's start on Miami here. We have um, an over/under spread of oh no we don't have any because I just mentioned that <laughs> earlier. A lot of these guys are on the second night of a back-to-back, so uh, we're not <laughs> we're not going to be talking about that one. But well, let's start on the Miami side. Um, who are you feeling here? And and woof brain fart again. I I wasn't doing the injury report, the early injury report earlier. Uh, so let me throw on a couple injuries there for you guys. Uh, we have on the Heat side. We have just Gabe Vincent and no one on the Warriors because they're they're not in yet. On the Pacers, we have the same same people that we already know, and Doug McDermott's questionable. On the Suns, there is nobody on there yet. On the Hawks, everybody we already know. Bruno Fernando's probable. um Gall- Gallinari and Rondo and Chris Dunn and Okungwa, they're all out. Nobody on the Hornets because they're on the back-to-back as well. Um, so, yep, that's where we are now, and let's start with the Heat – who are you liking on this heat? We see that uh, Adebayo and, and Bam are getting, uh, or and Butler, Adebayo, and Bam. It's just one of those nights. Jeez, if, I'm glad <laughs> Mike's not <laughs> here because he'd be making his corny jokes and the, the obnoxious <laughs> laugh. Uh, but yeah, we have Adebayo at 8,500, Butler at 74, and then uh, Tyler Hero's the next at 66, and then no one over six. But where are you looking here? Can you go back to the well and Olenek after that last one? Uh, and is there anybody else that's sticking out to you?
0: Yeah, unfortunately, Kelly O. He's this is about where he should be priced. You know, DK he had a, about two or three games where he was $3,900 and thirty nine hundred and forty four hundred, where he was just probably the best value on the slate, and uh, DK woke up and realized you know he's a starter, he's playing you know somewhere between twenty three and thirty minutes at night. Uh, it's a great matchup, but you know it's just not a whole lot of value in that price tag for me. And the rest of the Heat are t- it's, this is a tough spot for me because i want to attack the wizards every chance i get in their defense and it's just always a pace up spot but the heat seem very content to kind of play everyone around 30 minutes 31 minutes keep everyone not really overextend anybody uh so you you're kind of hoping for a Close game, so you can get up to like 33 34 BAM minutes or 33 34 Jimmy Butler minutes. Uh, if you did that, you know, I would love these price tags, uh, you know, especially Jimmy at 7,400. He has point guard and small forward eligibility. That, that's fantastic. BAM. Uh, we, we, I just I look to attack Thomas Bryant every chance I get, and you know, their weak post interior defense, yeah, there's really good upside there. Um, so I think these tags are just matchup uh, based are very good, but there are real. Con- I think there are real concerns with the blowout, especially with the Wizards on the second night of a back to back.
1: Yeah, and we're probably not going to have a Westbrook. Uh, but yeah, I, I like what you said there. I think Bam's price price tags pretty well. I like to I like to go against people or target people against. Thomas Bryant, I think we might find some better value at 85, uh, but I I think he's somewhat in play for me. But I do really like Jimmy Butler at this. I think we will see about 30 minutes of Jimmy Butler. This is the front end of the back-to-back, so maybe he doesn't play both of those games. We'll have to keep an eye out for that. Uh, But if he plays just one and this is the one, He's gonna play thirty so or so minutes, and I really like this matchup at that seventy four hundred for him. Uh, you mentioned I, I threw Kelly Olenek at you, and yeah, it's it's always funny. I know he's starting, but it's always funny when some guy has an off game and they go up nine hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. I, I always laugh at that. Um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not too thrilled with him at that price tag either. Uh, but some guy I'm, I am giving some consideration to is Duncan Robinson. I'm not always. I don't always play this guy because he doesn't do too much outside of threes and shoot. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this is a matchup that he can get get hot on, get hot in, and get hot in it. Uh, This team that he's facing just plays fast and gives up a ton of points, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to get open shots, and when he gets open shots, he can hit them. So at 47, I'll give this guy a look. He's not. I'm not going to lock him into my lineups, but he's going to. Definitely be in, in a few of them out there because uh, I know he can get hot in this. And he can, he can make – this could be one of the games uh, like Christmas Day where he makes six plus threes. Uh, so him and Butler are the guys I'm targeting because it it is a juicy matchup. I can't totally uh, get away from them.
0: Yeah, I, I think Duncan's a great call in tournaments. Uh, he's kind of been one of the more secure minutes guys, which is a little surprising after <laughs> Spo treated him last season where um, he was kind of uh, just – Hero was his direct backup, and now they're playing a, a lot more of Hero and Duncan together on the floor, uh, which I think, which really secures his minutes expectation. And yeah, this, that's a great call. Uh, there's, there's going to be more possessions. It's a really big pace up spot for the Heat, uh, and really, it's kind of a binary outcome here for Robinson. You know, if he's hitting his threes, he's going to stay on the floor, and you know, he's got a great chance to just destroy this price tag.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then uh, let's jump on over to the, the wizard side of the ball. I, it's the back-to-back, so watching Westbrook news is key here. We don't have it. We're not going to have it yet. But definitely keep an eye on, out, out for them uh, for that. And then we got Bradley Beal at 97, creeping up into that elite territory. And oh, this guy, he dropped another 41 tonight. The guy's on a heater. I, yeah. and, I mean, if Westbrook doesn't play, he's just going to have a ton of usage anyway. So how do you feel about uh, Beal and how do you feel about the rest of these pieces cuz the Heat are a pretty good defense outside of uh when you can't stop somebody cuz they're too good on offense.
0: Yeah, I mean it's I think I think we should just get out of the way if Westbrook is playing, then I think probably all pretty much all the Wizards are out of play or at least for <laughs> me just where I don't I don't like to target I don't like to target the Heat when I can avoid it. We got a big enough slate, 7 game slate. So if Westbrook is in, the Wizards are just are going to be out for me. But if Westbrook is out, Beal ninety seven hundred. I mean, you can't argue the tag. It kind of looks crazy looking at it, but uh, the guy has just had one of the most locked in workloads of anybody, and we know Beal's minutes minutes ceilings are better than pretty much anybody in the NBA. Uh, You you have definitely a blowout risk, especially on the second night of a back to back, but. Man, like yeah, I, I think it's a more than fair tag for him and kind of depending on the value that shakes out, um I I think he's a guy you can def- you should definitely have in consideration in all in all formats.
1: Yeah, and I think some people might forget uh when they think, ooh, Russell Westbrook, he can't how can Bradley Peel be great with him? You might forget that Kevin Durant was an MVP when he played with Russell Westbrook. Paul George had the best year of his career when he played with Russell Westbrook. James Harden wasn't too bad himself when he played with Russell Westbrook. So, people, you can't have a second alpha dog playing with Russell Westbrook. Um, But, yeah, I I think if he plays, um, I'm not sure how much Beal exposure I want to get at that price tag. But, again, if you put him in your lineup, I can't hate on it. The, The guy's been playing absolutely incredible. And if Westbrook sits... He's gonna have well over thirty-five percent usage. I uh, that might even be a low mark for him. So he might. So that's uh, I'll definitely consider him there, even if they try and double team him. Uh, so he can make the open pass. So he's yeah. definitely in the play in play for me. Um, more so if Westbrook sits, but I won't hate it if if Westbrook plays as well. But there are other options, like you said, on this big slate that. We don't have to lock ourselves into Beal just because he's hot against a, a tough matchup. But if he sits, yeah, Raul Ra- Nito is probably going to draw the start at 4,100. You, know, you can do worse at getting people, uh, getting a starting job, uh, a guy who's probably going to play 30 or so minutes, um, yeah, pro- definitely over 20 um, at 4,100. But I'm not going to be targeting too much of this team outside of, of that. Agreed. All right, man, let's jump on to... This next one. And right before I do that, I do want to shout out our guys at Manscaped. Um, just listen up, guys. There are, to all the ball handlers out there, before you throw on your team's gear, make sure to take care of your below-the-waist grooming. Our partners at Manscaped are here to save your boys from taking on double teams of nagging defenders so you can stay clean and take care of yourself where it matters most. Uh, the lawnmower 3.0 is a new thing from them and it's simply the best hygiene tool for the modern man because of the ceramic blade and skin safe technology your snags will be reduced uh, the perfect package 3.0 comes with a new and improved lawnmower waterproof cordless body trimmer performance boxer briefs and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining uh, the perfect pa- package 3.0 also comes with a crop preserver and crop reviver the crop preserver is an anti-shaving ball deodorant uh, while the crop reviver is a spray-on toner for your downstairs so right now, if you want, get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, and use the promo code HOOPBALL20. Uh, when things get hairy in the fourth quarter, make sure to call on your friends at Manscaped in the clutch time. All right, man, let's get on to this next game. We have... The Cleveland Cavaliers against the Milwaukee Bucks. And there is no total or our line on this one. The Bucks played tonight. Uh, so we're going to have to, or last night, we're going to have to wait for that one. Uh, they always wait until the morning to see who who gets hurt, whatnot, and, and then they'll send it out when they feel like it. But there's no line currently on that one. Uh, but we have on the, the Cavs side, we have Colin Sexton. Who was questionable for this one. We have Darius Garland out. Matthew Deladova out. Kevin Porter Jr., out. Dante Exum, out. Kevin Love, out. A lot of people out. And if Colin Sexton does not play in this one, uh, we're going to have Okoro, um, Chetty, the last Chedi. We're going to have Dotson start at point guard again. Uh, it's just going to be a not an ideal situation. Uh, yeah. But they're going to need Colin Sexton to play at their peak. I'm going to say he's – I thought he was going to give it a go last game, but he didn't. He was very close, so – I would assume he's going to play this one. He was he was warming up. They said he looked good and all of a sudden late scratch. Maybe they said, let's you know what, let's maybe he didn't respond too well after 10 minutes or so rest um and they wanted to just give him one more day. I'm going to assume he's going to play in this one. Uh, and then we got a little bit of a di- of a difficulty. We have Andre Drummond at 87. Usually I really like Andre Drummond, but in this particular matchup, Brooke Lopez is going to try and draw him out as far as possible away from the paint. Uh, And then Giannis is there as well. Uh, So if he's even if he's outside of the paint and he has to run in to try and get do what he does best and rebound and protect the rim. uh, There's also Giannis there trying to grab rebounds as well. At 87, I think we have other options around there that we can we can look at. Um, Most of the guys on this team, I'm not looking at too much. Um, I don't really think there's too much for me to like in this particular matchup. Larry Nance is going to be guarding Giannis. And vice versa. So, no, thank you. Um, Osman has been playing pretty well, but if Colin Sexton comes back, he's—I can't see him having a fourth consecutive seven-assist game. Uh, And then now he's pretty priced accordingly. He's over six K at six point two. Dotson, who's going to have starter minutes, whether uh, he might start either either way, whether Sexton plays or not, but I I just don't trust the guy. Uh, And Isaac Okoro, pretty solid. But he doesn't do too much for me, so I'm pretty much going to avoid this game. And it also might turn into a blowout.
0: Yeah, I. this cannot be a worse matchup for Drummond. Uh, Brooke Lopez is possibly the best rim protector in basketball um, in terms of just paint defense. And obviously Giannis is the best help defender and the best probably everything defender in basketball. <laughs> And just everything Drummond wants to do, you know, the bucks are perfectly suited to just completely shut it down. And which is great because Drummond has been beyond the biggest nuisance for me this season because he projects so well every slate and the Cavs coach has decided that he's just got to run JaVale McGee out there for 18 to 20 minutes a game and not play Drummond the 35 minutes he deserves. (laughs) So um, I'll be happily fading Drummond in this spot and, Everyone else is just, like, I can't imagine a worse position to, to attack. You know, Milwaukee, uh, going to Milwaukee on the road, and you're missing your almost all of your best offensive players. Uh, Sexton, even if he plays, is probably not 100%. Um, the one guy I would look at if you do need the value, but, man, I, I played this guy last night, and I just couldn't believe I was like, oh wow, I had thirty-eight Okoro minutes, and the dude just did absolutely nothing the second half. Like it was like I I love him as a player. I think he's gonna be a really really valuable player, but he is just not a great fantasy asset right now. But thirty-nine hundred, you know, I think you can want lock once again lock in like thirty-five to thirty-six minutes. Uh, I I mean you're kind of just, you're hoping for twenty-two like 22, 23 fantasy points, but I mean. Depends how the value shakes out, but I, I think he should at least be in consideration for your value plays.
1: Yeah, I can see that. <clears throat> and let's go on to this this other side, and we we might we could possibly be a blowout here, uh, but we're going to go to the Buck side of the things, and we have Giannis at ten eight, and Giannis is. Giannis and Giannis is also the second highest player on this slate outside of Luca, who's going against just a depleted Orlando team Uh, for me. As I always say, Giannis is never a terrible option. I mean, you can never say, oh, I have Giannis. I don't know how I feel about it. (laughs) He's the back to back MVP for a reason. Uh, I'm going to lean a little bit Luca here, assuming he plays because we don't uh, that. That's a very big question mark. We don't know who's going to be on Orlando uh, and. We don't know who's going to be out for Dallas because somebody has caught the the virus and we don't know exactly who it is. But I did see that Luca said it was not him. So I feel very safe knowing that if that game plays, that Luca's good. But that game, we don't know if that game is even going to play yet. But if that doesn't play, then Giannis, I'll feel very safe with him. Outside of that, though, um, you have Middleton at 77, Drew at 66. Bobby Portis, to me, and it's funny that he's, priced more than uh brooke lopez but he's been playing great uh he's a guy that i I would look at as a gpp pivot i know he's at 54 now and it seems crazy but this game might get out of hand and this this is a matchup especially if it gets a little bit out of hand that he can just come in and play 25 to 30 minutes and just do what this guy does and play play hard and one thing i thought was hilarious. going to lose track a little bit, go off the tracks, but there was a Giannis had a confrontation last game and they had him and his brother. First guy, first guy there getting in front of Giannis was Bobby Portis. Uh, I thought, Ooh, there's a confrontation. Uh, He's the first guy there. And that's, that's pretty much on character on brand for this guy. Uh, (laughs) As we all know, he threw some punches at a teammate a couple years ago and broke his jaw. So guys, a tough guy. And this is a good matchup for him. I also think Divincenzo. At 5,100, it's pretty solid value. Uh, he had a very poor game the last couple games with nine points total, but he's doing other things around the, clock, uh, around the board, uh, and I think he just makes a decent, decent value there. Um, but outside of, of those two, I would go Middleton more than uh, Drew Holiday in this game, but it just could turn ugly, so I, I can't fully trust those guys to bring a big, big return on investment.
0: Agreed, for the most part. Uh, I think Giannis is going to be a really difficult spend, especially coming off, um, you know, the just the way they they operate. Just in general, they don't like to push these guys their starters whatsoever. And if it's any sort of a blowout, you know, they'll they'll happily keep Giannis in the you know twenty-seven to twenty-eight minute range if they can. Um, but he also has the ability to break the slate in 27 to 28 minutes. So if you find a build you really like, I, I wouldn't be opposed to any of these guys in tournaments. And, you know, everyone else is thinking that way too, where, oh, you know, the Bucks are just going to blow out the Cavs. Uh, I'm not going to go there. So, you know, maybe I I think this is a good spot, especially in larger field GPPs, to maybe look at a game correlation. So if Sexton plays, maybe you play... Sexton, Middleton and Bobby Portis, something along those lines, and um, stack this game up, or just take a couple couple of the bucks pieces uh, and just kind of bet on this game staying close and staying competitive. Uh, you're just going to get unreal low ownership for all these really great players, and one thing I've especially learned. And DFS is we're horrible at predicting blowouts for the most part. So I, I, you're just going to get tremendous leverage on all these guys in um, a really good defensive matchup. So I wouldn't be opposed in tournaments taking taking a couple shots.
1: Yeah. And just just to uh, play a little devil's advocate here with, with Giannis's minutes, a fun fact for the viewers out there, every other game Giannis has played this season, has been at least thirty-two minutes. Uh, he's played oh in the thirties, then under thirty every other game. Last game he only played twenty-eight. So if we're gonna go by that, he might be in pay, play for uh, at least thirty-two minutes in this one. Just just to throw that out there, play a little bit devil's advocate. There I it don't is. know. I don't know how long that's going that trend will last, but uh, it, it is a trend, and we are we we have four or five games of that uh, back and forth, back and forth already. So. It's the Maybe Santino get...
0: flag plant right there.
1: Giannis <laughs> will play 35 minutes. 32 <laughs> minutes. It's, it's, yeah. an odd, it's an odd game. Giannis, guaranteed 32 minutes. Lock it in. <laughs> there it is. Uh, that's funny. Uh, but let's get on to this next one, man. We have the San Antonio Spurs coming off of beating both of the L.A. teams. Woo! In L.A. Woo! Um, and, <laughs> and we have them playing against the Minnesota Timberl Paces. I just I tried to make a joke there, and it fell flat. Uh, <laughs> really, really flat. I did a Patria joke. The Minnesota Timberwolves with their super fast pace. We have in, the Spurs are seven-point road favorites, and the over-under is 226 in this one. Uh, on the injury report, we currently have the Wolves have Josh Okogie out. Carl Anthony Towns, questionable. I'm going to repeat that one. Carl Anthony Towns is questionable. I don't think he's going to play in this one. I think he'll play maybe next week at the earliest. But the fact that he is questionable, everybody get ready. You might have a top five talent back, back out there, uh, offensive monster. And then on the Spurs side, we have Drew Eubanks out, Andre Witherspoon out, and Derek White out. Uh, let's start with the Spurs, man. And how do you feel about this very even-keeled uh, Spurs-priced team?
0: You know, I I like the Spurs. I've uh, I've been a huge Deontay Murray fan for a couple of years now, and I think it's a lot of fun to see him kind of get extended and not always be on a minutes limit or coming off the injury. And they've kind of they've had him in you know kid gloves for what seems like two years now, and I think he's really performing and showing just what a how big of a stud he, he can be in just about every category. Um, so I love it. I think, I think uh, they found another gem in Kelvin Johnson and just, if I, if I were, you know, a bad team, bad owner, I would just try to poach as many San Antonio guys, front office guys as I could. Cause it's like, you know, Keldon Johnson looks like a, just another guy who's going to be a really good starter at the 29th pick. Um, just, I I think all these guys are in play. Honestly, um, yep. And it couldn't be a better defensive matchup. Uh, there's always some blowout risk with the Timberwolves, but if Cat is back, that would definitely mitigate mitigate some of that blowout risk. Um, yeah, like I, a lot of these guys are popping as kind of build around plays in on all formats. I really like DeRozan, Murray, Keldon Johnson. Uh, in particular I think those three guys are uh, you should really look to see how they fit into your cash course
1: yeah and you said exactly what I was gonna say you play in the wolves you're in play for me uh, just just flat out DeRozan, 78 I think he's more probably more of a cash game guy I just think he's super safe yeah it's 78 against the wolves uh, I Forty points should be is is the bar for him, I believe. As long as this game's close, like you mentioned, uh, Murray sixty nine. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna get value there too. Even Johnson sixty five. I'd rather have Murray in this one for four hundred. But if you're looking for a forward at that price instead, and, and you already have your guard spots filled, Johnson's solid. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. I didn't think I would say that name again so soon, but he played thirty one minutes the other night, so he looks like he. If he's going to play around 30, he's he definitely in play for me at 6,300. Um, even Patty Mills, 4,300. This guy's going to play 25 minutes against this team. He could easily score you 25 to 35 DK points. Uh, Lonnie Walker is probably the one guy and one starter that I'm not totally, totally in on here, uh, but he. This is a good matchup for him, too. He's a, he's a scorer, and this team gives up points. Uh, but those first guys, even Rudy Gay, 4,900. Um, I, don't th- I don't expect him to play too many minutes, especially with Aldridge back. But he's a decent value. Uh, I think he, if you get 25 points, you hit value there, and I think he could get 25 to 30. So, yeah, there's a lot of guys on this team that I, I like, especially in this matchup, and probably going to have a lot of exp- Spurs exposures. Um, but let's flip it on over to the the, the Wolves side, and we have the big news of Cap. If Cat plays, can you play him? And if he doesn't, uh, where are you looking? I'm. Or if he does, can you play anybody else if you don't play Cat? If
0: he doesn't play, where do we look? I don't think so. Um, this is kind of all the reports I've seen is they're a little bit skeptical. You know, It kind of seems like a real surprise report that he's actually uh, potentially able to play this game. So if they did play him, I it wouldn't surprise me if he's on a pitch count somewhere like 26 to 27 minutes. Um, you know 30 is probably your ceiling absolute ceiling for him in this game and there's just too many other plays I would rather go for 9600. Um, I think it's a good I think it's a good enough matchup for him uh, and you're get no ownership if he does does end up playing especially since this is after lock. And um, on a Saturday, people generally don't pay attention to news as much as they should on Saturdays. It's kind of a trend I've found. But, yeah, I, I think I'm more than willing to go elsewhere. And then the rest of the team, just not a whole lot is popping for me. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is 8100 That's not That's probably efficient for his tag. And it's a little too expensive if Cat is in the game. Um, and there's just not, you just can't trust you can't trust these Timberwolves and they're all kind of up in price after the, the last two or three games where certain guys are getting an extended run. So I, I think it's just Spurs mainly for me.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much there too. I don't think Carl Anthony Towns is going to play in this one. I said I I think next week at the very earliest. I think this was a. Just a, hey, he's getting closer type of thing, but he's yeah. not ready. Uh, outside of him, this I like this team, and I, I always want to target them. I just think they're always so jumbled. Uh, for me, I'm probably the one guy I would target would be uh, Malik Beasley at 61. He's he's always, Every couple games, he's always due for a heater, and this might be the one. And I said it like that, heater, um, this might be yeah. the one. Um, and I guess if you wanted to – I like to always throw a bargain bin when I see one. Um, that doesn't mean attack these bargain bins unless it's a safer role uh, but a bargain bin type of pump play jared vanderbilt looks like he's carving himself out a role finally uh, and this guy is pretty talented when he has the opportunity uh we've, we've seen it on flashes in denver we've seen it in college um he's a he's just a athletic type of guy who can grab rebounds um run all over the floor and score a couple points so i think at 42 He's another guy who's in play with me, uh, especially if Cat doesn't play, obviously, and if you think this is going to lean towards a blowout. If it leans towards a blowout, he's definitely going to play more minutes. The guy is super young, uh, but I think he's going to start stealing. Curdy is starting to steal Ed Davis's minutes. He might steal more Nas Reed's minutes because he might be better than Nas Reed. Um, so that's something to look at there as well.
0: Yeah, if Cat is out, there's been a lot of chatter that um, this kind of on NBA Twitter and do some beat writers that, you know, that they should start Vanderbilt over Nas Reed and at Davis. And I think if he did start, this would be an awesome, awesome matchup for him. Um, and I, I think his game overall is just very conducive to fantasy scoring. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of like a, maybe like a Chris Boucher almost just the way he's, he's just so active around the rim and, getting in passing lanes. I
1: thought you um, we were going to say but,
0: Anthony Randolph. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not every skinny guy, but um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, I uh, I really like his defensive potential. I think he's a good, um, I think he's definitely, he's a great project for the Timberwolves to have. And it just doesn't make sense for them to be trotting Ed Davis out there, especially when they're just getting blown mm-hmm. out every game, if Cat's not in there. So I wouldn't be surprised uh, if he ends up starting. And if he does end up starting, you know, he has that double eligibility, 4,200, uh, he would be one of the better values pretty easily honestly.
1: I like it. And before we get to the next one, I quickly need to pause the show for an announcement. And it's a fun one. It's the Blue Bruise Letter, guys. If you haven't heard me talk about it, the Bruise Letter is back and fresh for the 2020-2021 NBA season. Is our founder, Aaron Bruski writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. It's not on the website, not on any podcast, not on any social media. It's only in the email newsletter, and you can sign up for in 10 seconds as easily as going to bit.ly slash brewsletter2021. And that's all you have to do. Go to bit.ly slash brewsletter2021, sign up. 10 seconds, you get this free email newsletter filled with stuff you can't find anywhere else from Aaron Brewski straight to your inbox. Also, I do want to shout out the Fantasy Pass if you don't have it already. The Fantasy Pass is still, we think, the best deal in the industry at just 4 dollars per month. And now that we're into the re- regular season, there's zero commitment to sign up for one month. Um, and if you don't like it, you can cancel. We know you'll love it, though, but it's always a nice option to have. The Fantasy Pass is everything you'll need to dominate all year. Updated projections, new fantasy appraiser tools, schedule and sc- streaming charts, pickups, drops, and our newest feature and coolest feature, the HoopBall Discord server, where you can h- all hang out with HoopBall pros around the clock and get one-on-one help with your team. Uh, so please do check it out. Head to hoopball dot com and click on the Fantasy Ad Pass just below the main media wall. And if you just want the DFS pass to hang out with myself, Aaron, and the rest of the team, one ninety-nine per month. And you, <laughs> for the cup of a, of a small coffee at... I was going to say Dunkin' Donuts, but Mike reminded me that it's not everywhere. I, I, Aaron, I don't even think you have a Dunkin' Donuts. You're going to say what? What, well, do you what do? is
0: that? Dunkin' Donuts.
1: <laughs> but for the small price of a cup
0: of coffee at your
1: local super coffee chain that is very widely available, uh, you can yeah. get a fantasy pass for the month. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I digress. Let's get back into this this schedule here. We got two more games left. We have Orlando and Dallas. Kind of touched on or this game slightly earlier. Uh, we have on the, the over-under, we have 216.5, and, and we have Dallas as seven-point home favorites. On the injury report, we currently have nobody on the Magic because they played to, um, last night. And the Mavericks, they have Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Chris yeah, Stops, Porzingis, almost messed that up, and Josh Richardson, all out. And uh, Trey Burke is probable but uh, that says something, and we'll go to Orlando here. Uh, Orlando, we have Evan Fournier. He might not play. He didn't play on Friday. Aaron Gordon didn't play on Friday, but he should be back. Michael Carter-Williams is hurt, but he may be back. Uh, They said it's a shorter-term thing. That's what I saw from one of the beat writers. We also know Markel Fault is not playing. Jonathan Isaac's not playing. Aminu, Okeke, they're not playing. Um, But looking at this matchup, Eighty-eight hundred. We mentioned a few people around that price tag. Eighty-eight hundred for Vucevic is pretty solid to me. Uh, this guy's just—he does what he does, and he does it pretty well. I think everybody on the the Dallas side doesn't match up great against him. You have Maxi Kleber or Kleber. Uh, you have Dwight Powell, who can't run with him right now, and Willie Cauley Stein, who's more just in the paint type of guy. I think Vucevic's a very good play here, and I. We'll have some exposure to Vucevic. Aaron Gordon got the night off. Um, He still hasn't hit that 30-minute mark, which it's just baffling to me. I really wanted to play him, but it's it's hard to play him knowing that he won't get 30 minutes. But, I mean, they have no Josh Richardson, no Dorian Finney-Smith, no defense. So he might be in play for me as well. Um, But I probably would lean towards a maybe – a Ross here if I had to go there or or possibly the rookie, but we, I don't I don't fully trust him knowing that they don't want to extend him and he was tired after that first one, uh, so that's where I'm going to look. I'm probably just going to stick with Vucevic and get my safe, lock, lock him up into one of the safe of choices and, and take my stuff there, and if I really want to search for some value, there is a couple guys with value down here, like Dwayne Bacon's going to be starting if Evan Fournier doesn't play. Um, I guess you can take a look at Ken Burke and Gary Clark if uh Gordon there was something worse on that, but I just think he was just resting.
0: Yeah, so all signs do point to Gordon playing um just every beat reporter said is the back the back to back they wanted him for the second night. And I couldn't agree more on Booch. I mean, the guy is just an absolute hero. Like, you know, the magic are getting blown out by forty, but this dude still puts up forty six fantasy points in thirty minutes and um, he's just good. He's just a really freaking good player, and if he were anywhere not on the Magic, I think he would get significantly more recognition for how good and consistent he is as a player. Um, so hopefully, the Magic trade him to the to the Mavericks or something like that, so mm-hmm. he, he can play with the second stud and get in the playoffs. Because uh, I'd love to see it. You know, he's he's one of my guys where it's like he needs to. Get out of the the magic hellhole. But anyway, going to the uh, value plays. Gary Clark. I mean, he he, he just is what he is. He's he, he shoots threes and he gets rebounds. He doesn't contribute and assists, blocks, steals. Uh, he's not going to create off the dribble. So if you run into a hot shooting game, I guess he can get there. Uh, just just not. I'm never a guy who wants to hope. Uh, my player gets like seventeen fantasy points where you for <laughs> it like uh so he's i guess if you have to um james james ennis is i think he's still kind of coming off the minutes restriction um he did i i can't imagine he's gonna be more any more extended tonight um uh, after the second night of the back to back he might even be resting tomorrow. Uh, with Aaron Gordon coming back, so I would, I would watch him. Uh, the rookie, unfortunately, you know, I, I had my lineup all set tonight with Cole Anthony and just ready to go, and just that news that where um he, he's just not going to take over the Fultz workload. Yeah, um, I, I think that's that's just so harmful for a, a DFS play, especially when he's this this price at fifty five hundred part of what you're paying for is you're kind of paying, you're paying for a bell curve when you, when you're investing in these guys and you, you know, you're kind of hoping, you know, maybe 15, 20% of the time he gets to that upper end of his minutes echelon, whether it's like an overtime game or it's just a really close game where the starters get extended and that, you know, that has to go into your factor into your decision to play these guys and it just seems like Cole Anthony's, you know, just upper end where like 38, 40 minutes of an overtime game or just where he's fallen and they don't take him out, that just doesn't seem like it exists anymore after that report where, you know, 30 just seems like the absolute ceiling for his minutes. So I want to play him. I want to – I think I like him as a player. I think he can contribute in a lot of categories. But, man, second nine of the back-to-back – Especially with just workload concerns, I I don't think he can go there. Yeah, and I'm with you. Um, but let's flip on it. Or oh, flip flip on
1: it. Let's flip it over to uh, the Dallas side. And with everybody out, ding ding ding! It's just go to Luca. I, I mentioned it earlier, yeah. and that's Luca's the Luca would be my play with all those guys in without Josh Richardson, uh, who isn't huge on possessions and huge, huge on usage but it's something they don't have his backup in jalen brunson trey burke is probable but he might be a late scratch dorian finney smith's out i mean luka is this team and he's just gonna have the usage last two games he's over 70 dk points even if he has a down game and, and he scored 30 points the last two games over that even if he scores 27 he's still gonna do a, enough to get you value here so i think he's he's just at the top of the list of the guys that if I'm paying up for someone I'm going to go all the way up to Luca cuz I know 60 I, 60 is should be the floor here 55 playing mm. if you want to play very conservative like uh, you you know what you're getting here and you're playing a banged up Orlando team and your team is also banged up so I don't think a blowout scenario is too likely for them to where he might not play a full complement minutes I think he's going to be on the floor pretty much all game and doing his thing outside of him I want to I don't know who has that um, what's it called? Who who got the, the virus here in particular? I don't know if we have that news yet. So outside of the people that are listed out already, I don't know if I can fully trust Tim Hardaway Jr. And even with Luca there, I'm not huge on him. I don't know if I can fully trust Maxi Cleaver. Uh, I don't mind Willie Cauley's If he's, he's the one that didn't get it at 44K, I think he can bring you back value there. Uh, I just want to know, who's the one who's de- who who's not going to play on this team that's the that's the key here
0: for me I was, yeah. yeah i think i think you know that you know just luca had a couple really rough games you know in or he kind of just had a bad start to the year honestly just for the standards we held for him and then you just look at the game logs in the last three 58 71 and 77 fantasy points and it's like yeah you know that's yeah. That's the MVP MVP Luca we kind of expected heading into the year, and you said it. Just you're you're taking another one of their only other ball handler scores off the floor, and Richardson. You're taking one of their key rotation players, Dorian Finney Smith, off the floor. Uh, is Josh Green going to start chucking a bunch of shots? I don't think so. You know, it's yeah. um, I I think James- Luca Luca and Jokic right now. Uh, just have an absolutely unreal workload where they're the top offensive option scorer and they have to do all the playmaking. You know, it's kind of, I think it's very similar to what Harden was doing the last couple of years, uh, where just so much offensive responsibility is placed on these guys. And if you just use, you said it, you look at the supporting guests around them, who's, who else is going to do anything? Um, and I, I think that the nice thing is with how limited Dallas is, you can kind of expect a close game. I don't think you're going to see Dallas uh, really blow out the magic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe Luka only gets, you know, like 28, 30 minutes or something like that. You know, if, if it's close game, Luka's going to be out there 35 plus minutes at a minimum. So, I mean, I really want to play Trey Young. I want to play some of these other guys, but... And cash games, I think you start with Luka and go from there.
1: Yeah, that's that's the way I'm looking at it, too. Go from, go to Luka and then go from there. And Maybe James Johnson might get the start here. And if he gets the start, and I know he's going to play 25 minutes, he has that weird fantasy game where uh, I, I think that's cheap, 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 easy value for him at that price. Knowing that Finney Smith and Richardson and these people are going to be out, I don't think they're going to go massively big. And they'll need someone like James Johnson. He probably plays the four in this one. Uh, so he's a guy I'd look at as well. Um, Agreed. But let's go on to this last game, man. We have the Portland Trailblazers at the Sacramento Kings. And there is no point spread or total for this one because the Kings are on the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, but I can tell you that I can't imagine this total being under 230. It's if it If it's not the highest on the night, it's damn sure close going to be close, uh, going to be right up there with it. Uh, but we'll go to the injury report for the Blazers side. Uh, we just have Zach Collins out. Everybody else is off at the moment and the Kings again, pl- second night of back to back. We don't have a full injury report on them as of yet. Um, but De'Aaron Fox, big news. He did play. Uh, <clears throat> um, he's, he was in the lineup against the Raptors, so I'm assuming he would be in it again unless they really want to play it cautious with him. But if that was the case, he would have just missed the Raptor game and played against the Blazers. Uh, but let's start with, with the Blazers, the away team, who probably are going to be giving, I want to say, two and a half, three points. Uh, well, let's start right at the top. How, how do you feel about these guards? And Nurkic, who's starting to improve, Covington, who had a decent game, um, and and everybody else. How are you feeling about them?
0: Yeah, I, I think starting with Nurkic is a good spot. Um, there was—I the, don't know if you saw it—the report came out today where uh, there's kind of like an expose where he felt guilty about leaving. I think his grandmother during COVID times when he went to the bubble, so he spent the whole summer in Bosnia. And he's looking uh, basically. He said he's just not in shape yet. He's getting he's getting back into game shape, and that definitely makes sense. Where you know, he's kind of he struggled this year. He hasn't really gotten. I don't think he's played above 30. He played all he's only played above 30 minutes one game the whole season. Uh, and he just hasn't looked right, but you know, if thinking about it in that context if he's not, you know, if he's not in shape yet, that that makes sense. So, unfortunately, I don't think he's a guy he's a guy I would love to attack at this price tag, 6500, but I think they're going to keep being cautious with him. Uh, just you know keep probably keeping him around that 25-26 minute range and they're obviously very comfortable with Cantor as his backup. Um so unfortunately I don't think we, I can go to Nurkic. Um and then everything else just goes to these two guards, Dame and CJ. Uh if this game can stay close, like, you know, this is this is the spot you wanna you wanna attack Damien Lillard. Unfortunately, uh, my oh, my three favorite plays, Dame, Trey, and Luca, cost about thirty five <laughs> thirty five thousand dollars of the, <laughs> the salary cap. <laughs> So yeah. you're going to have to make some tough calls here. But, um, you know, I, I think you said it. This is going to be probably the highest total game of the slate. It's going to be a really nice up tempo spot. And Dame Dame just doesn't leave the floor in close games. And you know his offensive role is guaranteed. Uh, and he showed you the ceiling in that Minnesota game where you, you know you put up 39 in just 29 minutes in the blowout. So, man, it's... Uh, It's some tough calls. I I think in in tournaments, you can just kind of... I think my initial plan is just going to be cycle, just play two two of them in every lineup and just cycle through different lineups that way. But uh, I, I would not fault you in the slightest if he's in your cash core, tournament core, anything like that.
1: Yeah, and I like that. And we're starting to see McCollum come a little bit back down to earth. He's still playing really well, but he's not putting up those... Consistent 50, 60 point type games. I know he did it a couple games ago, but the last two more towards the C.J. McCollum that I expect. Uh, yeah. Which at eighty six hundred, I I'll just pay nine hundred dollars and get Dame. Uh, so I'm with you there. I think you can play. Definitely play two of them. It's gonna, like you said, it's gonna be hard to play most of the all the big guys here. But uh, this this mat this game should be very very high scoring, and it's gonna probably. Be if not the highest, the second highest total on the slate. Um, and, yeah, if you don't get any of those guard exposures, because let's be honest, this team is mainly Lillard, McCollum. They first, first, especially while Nurkic is playing himself back in shape. Uh, but I don't mind Nurkic at 65. Very good price tag. I think he's a decent matchup. Rashawn Holmes is a good defender. Uh, but he's when Nurkic is back to being Nurkic, that's, that's a price tag that we're not going to see too much longer. Uh, yeah. Maybe – two weeks I'd say at max until he's back into shape and that price tag is going to be a thing of the past so I'm going to try and get as many shares as I can until then if he's still not up to tip-top shape and he's and he doesn't give me a huge value there I'll I'll eat it because I know at some point he's going to um outside of them if I can't get if I if I don't play Nurkic and I, I go away from Lillard McCollum, I want exposure to this Blazers team some way, some shape, some form. I might just go Enos Kanter. Uh I, I know he's the backup, but he's he does what he does, and he does it really well. Um, mm. And I don't mind looking at him there. Or Gulp. Uh, I mean, everybody else really just plays where they play. And if you want to go, if you think this is the Covington game, I don't mind that as well. But I do want some exposure, some way, somehow, to this Blazers team.
0: Yeah, I, I think um, I think a good, great way to approach Nurkic. You know, it's just not for me, just the tournaments I play. But if you're a guy who makes, you know, five plus lineups a night, just have him every night, just every every game he's in, um, and just. Be the be the first one. Be be on the first spiked game he has because you know it's coming. It's just the way Nurkic is as a player. He's kind of in that Jonas Valanciunas mold where he doesn't need he doesn't need thirty five minutes to put up a fifty fantasy point game. You know he, he can get there in a variety of different ways. And we kind of won't know when he's back in shape. Just all of a sudden he'll play you know thirty three minutes again. And you're like oh well I guess yeah. Nurkic's back. And, you know, if you get that at 6500 that's just that's just absolute money. Um, so I think that's the way I would approach Nurkic, just not for me.
1: Yeah. Feel you on that one. But how about the, the Blazer, or, uh, oh, the Blazer, the King side of things? Uh, we If we're going to, think this game's going to be high scoring, we're going to run it back with a team that uh, put up 74 points in the first half against the Raptors. So we know that they want to score and, and run it a little bit, too.
0: Yeah, I think um, you got to hopefully we can get some more information on Fox because he had a he played 15 minutes. They just finished halftime as we were recording this. Uh, He played 15 minutes in the first half on an apparent minutes limit. So I'm assuming that means he'll be around 30 today. Um, And um, so I'm guessing he'd be somewhat safe for that tomorrow or maybe he'll have it lifted tomorrow. I'm not doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to have a guy on a minutes limit on the first night of a back to back, but hey, uh, Luke Walton. And I just, I just, this is unfortunately, you just can't go there on the slate at 8,300. Um, there's, we've talked about it, Dame Lillard, Trey Young, Luca, um, all those guys are point guard only eligibility, and you're not saving enough money to get off them to get to Fox, who's at 8,300. Um, and especially with some current concerns, you know, there there might be... He might sit tomorrow. Maybe he doesn't feel great after this game. Uh, I just want to do it. I would, I would focus on the top three guys we've been talking about. Um, outside of that, I think everyone's priced kind of too efficiently for me. Um, Marvin Bagley was having his career game against the Bulls and still sat the last eight minutes of crunch time. So it's like... I mean, what what does this guy have to do to stay on the floor in crunch time? But I, I can't go there. Um, Harrison Barnes has been really good to start the year. He's probably been the Kings' most consistent player. But you're kind of paying for it at 6400 Buddy Heald has not been good. And his price hasn't come down to reflect that yet. He's still really way too expensive at $6,800. Um, Rashawn Holmes, I think, is it's a pretty good matchup. For Rashawn Holmes, he's probably the best value of all these guys at 6K. It's definitely a tough matchup against two really good offensive centers, Nurkic and Cantor. But they're going to need him. They're going to need the defense. So and just the way his Walton has been running him out there, uh, Whiteside is just totally out of the rotation at this point. So he'll get every opportunity to match up against those two. Um, That's about it for me. How about you? How about yourself?
1: Yeah, I think Holmes is my favorite play on this team just because of his price tag as well. Uh, I think there's Fox is really good, but we talked about a few people that I like a little bit better and similarly priced. Uh, Buddy Heald, not bad too, but there are some people that I just like a little bit. I know I I said I want people on this this slate and I want this slate, but I think Rashawn Holmes to me is the best value of this team, and he's going to be the one guy I get the most exposure to here. Outside of him, if I was going to go guard-wise, I like Hallibur and I wish he was more or was closer to the 5k range cuz uh, I would I would probably be more all over all over him on that cuz this kid's good. Um uh, but I don't know if I can pay near 6k when I like Holmes 200 more there. Um one thing that I find funny is the White side possible revenge game. That would be something that would be interesting yeah. and I would love him at the 3200, but I don't know if he plays 10 minutes. That's the I mean, if you play him in a tournament, you're, you're be, being very risky. you got some balls, but I don't know if I do and if I can actually <laughs> go that route. But I do think if he can see 15 minutes or so in this game, he'll definitely bring back. I think he's going to want to show. And no one else wanted to sign me, especially you guys, uh, and he'll bring some value back there. But, again, that
0: guy doesn't play. Yeah, I mean, he, he's just out of the rotation, just straight up out of the rotation. And uh, It might <laughs> yeah. be matchup based where you do get ten, just have him for 10 minutes go beat up Merck and just two big body centers. But, I mean, or, it's just a hope and a prayer for. Or, ten yeah, ten or minutes.
1: maybe Cantor because they're pretty both uh, just guys who can't do anything outside the paint. So right. maybe, maybe that as well. All right, man. It looks like we knocked out this slate. Um, uh, before we go, is there anything else you want to say? And I do have one question after that for you be- right before we go.
0: Sure. Um, I, yeah, I just want to keep plugging the discord. You know, we're slowly, but surely we're getting a lot of people in there. And, um, I think the first week we had it out, we had like two or three subscribers posting regularly and went in there today and we had, you know, it looked like a really starting to look like a really great chat. So I, I think that's worth the price of admission for the DFS pass, and you get access to all of us, and we're all hopping in there um, throughout the day for the most part, just talking about the slate and getting better.
1: Awesome, and I do have to ask: uh, out of everybody on the slate, and I'm going to talk a little, give you a second to pick, who is your favorite play of the night? It could be position eligibility, could be just you think they're rock stars, it could be pricing. Uh, any any scenario or any case of why you want to, but who is your Aaron Asmus rock solid play of the night or AARP guy of the night? The
0: AARP. <laughs> um, you know, I think Luca would be the easy easy way out, but I I think the guy for me is Trey Young. Um, he's coming off the horrible game. Uh, only took nine shots in thirty five minutes um, against the same very same Hornets team. Um, <laughs> I think this is, he's severely depressed price tag. And this is just the spot where you want to jump on a stud, stud guy like this, where people are mad at him after the bust, after he busted last game. Um, game log watchers are going to look at the 16 points and be like, oh, I can't play him. Like, you know, he he was horrible last game. So public the public won't be as high on him. Um, I think he's going to protect extremely well. Um, and he just has one of the best... Uh, lock, w- locked in workloads of anybody in the NBA. Um, so it's Trey Young. Trey Young for me. I like it.
1: I like it. And I'd probably throw out a more value type of guy or mid tier type of guy since uh, you went with the big guy. I'll throw, I really like, and I want to say pretty much everybody on this team, but uh, I'll stick with Dehonte Dante Murray. They're at nice. 6,900. I just I want to say DeRozan, I want to say Aldridge, I want to say pretty much this entire Spurs team, but I'll stick with the guy that I know or take the nine hundred dollar price tag, point guard eligibility, and say
0: uh, Murray. Just this matchup is fantastic for him. Yeah, I think uh, you're gonna have a tough time picking (laughs) picking these point guards, man. Like, uh, (laughs) yeah, Deontay Murray, Trey Young, Dame Lillard, Luca, like. Probably gonna it's have it's three rough of, out of
1: them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. It is. All right, man. Uh, this is a good one, and we did this nice slate. Um, and before we go, everybody follow Aaron on Twitter at Aaron Asm or Oh my gosh, follow Aaron on Twitter at Asmus Sports. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at Santino Cocone. And just to let you guys know, just to remember, a reminder again, uh, we are looking for more contributors on our hoop ball dfs squad so if you're looking if you have any interest whether it's big small whatever the case may be if you think you can help and you and you think you could fit uh, give us give us a shout out or try and connect with us and we'll see uh, what we can do we'll give you a call Um, but yes we are looking for more people we want to expand this thing and uh, everybody come apply if you want to